So welcome to the fifth episode of the Football Index podcast by the Football Index Guide. And today I'm very, very excited for this podcast because I have the injury guru himself, Ben Dinnery. If you've been playing fancy football the last however many years, you'll know who this guy is. I mentioned him in a video where I talked about the top five people that you should follow on Twitter if you're a Football Index trader. And he's quite active on Twitter, basically giving people information on Premier League injuries. So if you don't follow him, he is a must-have on your feed. So, Ben, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thank you. We appreciate the introduction. Very nice indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, you know what? I When I saw your tweet about Football Index, I thought, you know, this will be a great topic. Ben Dinnery being on the Football Index for the next episode. And then I think I was on my commute and I just thought, why the hell should I just not ask him to, to come on himself instead of just talk about him? And um, <laughs> I'm really happy you've, uh, you've decided to come on. So what, what have you been your first impressions of Football Index since you've only been on for like a month or so? Yeah, I would say around about four to five weeks now. Um, and to be honest, it's been a, a really good experience. I um... I wasn't really sure what I was letting myself in for. Um, I, you know, I had I had seen the advertisements and I, I had heard one or two conversations. Um, and uh, do you know what? I just thought, oh, what the hell? I, I, I'll I'll use a little bit of um, my knowledge with regards to um, football and injuries, and just to see if there's if there's any way. You know, as we all do, we want to make a little bit of money. Yeah, of course. Um, and just thought, you know, could I use some of that insight to try and maybe build a portfolio? And, and you know, I'm not looking for maybe short-term gains. Um, it's more just of a of a, a savings for myself. You know, just getting yeah, long yeah. and short, and just it's a better return in the bank. That's where of I'm course, looking at it at course. the minute. <laughs> yeah, I think um, one football index Twitter account, I think Football Index RC, calculated the kind of returns from one messy performance buzz dividends and it was just like double or triple the the yearly bank rate and that was just off one buzz win so yeah. some of the returns people have made since it started have been absolutely phenomenal so um how did you how did you find out about it? was it was it through the tv adverts or tube ads or um i, I think it was just um just through uh, i've had one or two conversations and it, it's been mentioned once or twice and um and I've, I've seen a lot of links through um, just through Google searches and things like that and, um, and advertisements here and there. Um, and, it, and it was just slowly just sort of drip fed. And I just thought one day, you know, why not give it a look, um, see what it's all about. Um, and here we are, like I say, around <laughs> about four, four to five weeks in the winter. Yeah, so, yeah. so very, very early days. Um, still yeah. haven't really got a clue what I'm doing on it. Um, <laughs> But I, I, I'm of the mind, you know, if, if I hold and, and play the long game, then, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lose too much money, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I think what people do like about it mostly is that you could be, I know it's quite rare, but you could be like two pounds down on a player. And if you have the, the money to hold him and not sell him within the, the three year period that you have a future for, then you could actually eventually make your money back on that player. Whereas... In conventional betting, like if you bet on someone to win or a draw or a goal scorer, that's kind of over in 90 minutes. And that buzz 
that you get that excitement finishes over 90 minutes whereas what i find on football index you you know that kind of buzz can last for weeks on end or days or however long you fancy holding really so how have you found it different to you know the conventional betting sites that we see in the uk um, I mean, I, I was quite a quite an active um, gambler back in the day, and, until the family came along and the and the wife quickly put a stop to that. Um, <laughs> so in recent years, I haven't really done a lot, um, but I've always been interested in in the statistical side of things, in in data, um, and just the job that I actually do now. It it just lends itself quite well hmm. to football index. Um, you know, initially, me, me sort of focus was on those players who were injured. You know that was that was my first thought. Yeah. Look at the players who are injured now, um, with a view to you know obviously when they're recovering and they're they're entering maybe the final phase of rehab, um, then interest will will begin to you know generate interest and in, and in hopefully the, the the price will start to increase. Um, yeah, I mean that's sure. one of my first me me first portfolio buys was Danny Rose. Mm. Um, you know I knew he was due back in and around this time. So um, I got in at around about, you know, 80 pence a share, give or take. And, and I think I got out at, at £1.7. Mm, very um, nice. <laughs> yeah, so that, that, I mean, but he's my only sell at the minute. Um, you know, I, I sort of said, you know, if I, I'm thinking, you know, if I can make 50, 10 to 20% on a player, then I'm happy just to come out. I'm, I'm not bothered mm. about making massive amounts and I just sort of reinvest that into somebody else. Um, yeah. You know, Seamus Coleman being another player who I've, who I've looked to sort of um, lay into quite, I'll say quite heavily, um, judging by some of the figures that I've, you know, people have been sending across to us on <laughs> yes. Twitter. I'm, I'm very, very small fry. <laughs> some of the, yeah, some of the portfolios are quite crazy to be fair. But um, yeah, I've actually been meaning to make a video on injuries for quite a long time because I had one video on how you can react to starting 11s and how that can affect player price, how you can see a spike in some prices and you can kind of close that position, make some money. And that was actually going to be incorporated into an injury-related video, but it got too long. And yeah, the injury technique is really good. Like when someone gets injured, they are going to decrease. So if you can get them at or around their low point and then sell as they're coming back. It's a really good technique for you who are slightly more passive in your investment. So if you are listening out there, I will have a video of it on it, sorry, at some point. And, you know, hopefully if you don't look at the index too regularly, then that's a tactic that you can employ to make some quite decent returns over like weeks or months. But yeah, no, that's, uh, that's one kind of way that you've, clearly done very well for yourself in terms of injuries so how did you actually get into the injury data analyst kind of freelance job um it's it's an interesting question one i get asked um quite a lot of times um i suppose the the short answer would be i I sort of fell into it um i started working for physio room Mm. um back in 2000 and uh, nine-ish but I had been involved in the website prior to that but officially around about 2009 2010 um, and, and my role within physio room was partly um, to, to work on their injury table 
So that was collecting and collating all of the the, the data that went live on their table and, and through the social media channels. Um, but also creating content for the site with regards to the sports rehab products and, and blogging and, and so on and so forth. Um, family came along um, and we sort of decided then to up sticks and, and we went to live in Spain for a bit. Okay. And, and as part of that move, um, because I was you know traveling outside of the UK, um, I left um, a permanent position within Physio Room. And then went on a freelance basis and just thought, you know, I'll, um, I still work for Physio Room, um, you know, on that basis. And then and decided to start Premier Injuries, which is sort of my own little baby, which is a, it's a little bit of a slow burner. Um, you know, it takes a lot more time than you think to, to set these things up <laughs> and a lot more money. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it's 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 just it sort of grew from a from a passion of, you know, background was sports therapy. Um, I've done a lot of pitch side management and a lot of hands-on stuff but I, I would say I sort of I fell out of love with that and, and it was all mm. about the data and the stats and the number crunching yeah. um, and I had sort of one or two contacts within the game and I used to get sort of good snippets of, of information which um, you know other people were interested in and it, and it, and it just grew from there really mm. Yeah, I've you know I've been following you for even you know, I think when I first started Football Index, I was, I've always been like quite a avid fancy football player, and uh, I'd followed you for quite a bit, and you pretty much like ninety five percent of the time you're pretty spot on with it. I mean, I remember, I'm trying to think of like controversial ones, like the Zlatan injury, for example, that caused like a huge crash in Football Index. He went from like six pounds to two pounds fifty, and it literally it was like a flash crash really like yeah. and, and people had a lot of money in him like you know thousands of pounds worth and there was that old uh there was that <laughs> quote from luke shaw where he talked we talked about zlatan walking around the <laughs> injury room and people believed it like people were yeah. just believing these sources out of nowhere and i was like you need to do your research like he's 35 he might have just done every ligament in his knee and that's kind of what happened yeah, I mean, it's well. I think that's what I, um, the information that I produce and and, and and the stuff that I put out there. I, I don't need to sensationalise things. I'm I'm not selling it. Mm. I'm not used to you know to drive traffic. Um, so I, I use me me sort of medical background and in my knowledge and also the the, the contacts that I have got and, and just you know me knowledge and experience from that to to hopefully give a a bit of a you know, a, a, a true guide and a, and a better insight into, mm. you know, what's happening, you know, these players. And, and you can never be 100%. And I'm always um, keen to stress that. And I will not always be right. You know, the, the, there are instances where um, I've been told players are coming back um, and sure enough, come three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon, they're nowhere to be seen. Mm. You know, the, these things happen. And it, it is a science, but it's not an exact science. Yeah. You know, players have setbacks. Other things happen. Um, you know, you can't legislate for players falling out with managers or, or not training. Mm, yeah. well. and, and just, you know, just because a player's involved doesn't mean he's fit. And, you know, on the flip side of that, just because a player doesn't make the match day squad doesn't mean that he's unfit. You know, there, so there are a lot of variables to, to take into consideration. Um, and, and hopefully I can try to sort of cut through all the, the hyperbole and, 
and just give a, a true and honest reflection of, of what's actually happening out there. Yeah, I think you've uh, you've managed to do that really well so far. So you're, you're doing a great job. And um, yeah, like as I said, I put you in that kind of video where I talked about five people that I trusted on Twitter in terms of football news. And that was you, David Ornstein, um, David Amoyal from from Italy, yeah. and um, Gianluca Damasio as well from from Italy. And then uh, Mohamed Bahafsi from from France, and I think, you know, whenever I see them tweet something, I always actually read the article. Whereas there are some journalists and some sources out there where I just, I'm just like, you've been wrong before, and not only wrong, but you've been consistently wrong, and sometimes wrong yeah. to a ridiculous degree that I just can't even be bothered to read your <laughs> stuff anymore. Whereas like Gianluca Dimazio, for example, or David Ornstein. Ornstein especially, you know when he tweets about something 99.9% of the time it's coming from the club or it's coming from a really good source and it's pretty much yeah. true, it's pretty much fact. Like mm-hmm. on, yeah. um, on deadline day when he basically, I think he, he was on BBC Sport Live talking about how it was really really unlikely Sanchez was going to leave on transfer deadline day and um, but Sky Sports News were running with the big story that Man City had made a bid, et cetera, et cetera, that he, was, he wanted to move and he was on the verge of moving, et cetera. And I kind of looked at Sky Sports News, who I thought at one point were the go-to guys, but now yeah. I've realised very quickly that a lot of it is, you know, not very reliable, to be honest. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I'm, I'm always wary in, 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 of, of people, you know, sources, Sky Sports sources or you know whichever sources. Um, <laughs> I can understand, you know, sometimes then uh, you know you 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 do maybe have a, a a contact within a club or somebody who's you know got a little bit of um, insight into a particular club, but you know, yeah, there's you know these people get found out fairly quickly. You, you scratch beneath the surface, and and some of the information is good, and some of it's solid. You know, but it's it's about you know separating the wheat from the chaff. There's a lot of stuff coming mm. out there, and, and you know, some of it's it, it's reacting to stuff that's came out through local press or even through social media. Um, you know, so I, you know, I would I would always you know it's due diligence. I think that's mm. what that's what I'd like to stress. I think especially just to piggyback on your social media point, it's definitely gotten worse because of that. You can get a message out nowadays so much faster than you could even five years ago, really. Like it's just astounding how any journalist could tweet something and it's going to go viral. Like if it's about a big player and it's a big story and they're, you know, breaking it in quotation marks as I raise my fingers, (laughs) then it, yeah, it could reach so many it, different it, people. The being of my life is, is um, you know, on on one hand, I absolutely love social media, and I, you know, I, I try to tell people if I've got information, I put it out there. I put it out through my social media channels. I put it on the injury table. If it's not there, I either don't trust that information, and I'm not willing to put my name to it, or I don't know about it. But yeah, I'm asked the same old questions over and over again. <laughs> um, you know, so that that's the frustrating side of it. But but thankfully, you know, there, there's a lot more ups and than downs um, yeah. through social media, and I I do enjoy myself on it, admittedly. 
Yeah, no, it is, it is good fun. I think I started my Football Index Guide account like in July and it's I've had more, far more positives than the negatives. You get the odd bloke who's kind of like, you know, a bit daft and just says random things and you're kind of like, how have you even come up with that? Yeah, <laughs> how do I even yeah. respond to that? Which sometimes I find quite very, uh, quite frustrating, sorry. So have you, um, so Ben, have you had any like weird question, but you have any like, trading experience in the in the past um absolutely none i, I mean <laughs> oh, a, a little bit of trading on betfair um oh, yeah yeah you know I'm, I'm i'm probably going back um well the little one's five and i've done very little um since then so you know it could be maybe looking maybe five to seven years ago yeah, wow. um where I used to just sort of I, I used to again just spend a lot of time i used to do a lot of research in there um, corners and, and bookings and, and you know overs and under games and the mm. agent handicaps and so that was always um, a, like you say a little bit of a passion of mine just looking at the numbers but once the little ones come along and you just didn't have the, the time to be able to sort of sit down yeah. and, and, and you know and people are a lot more informed these days and, and yeah. the value's gone and it's a lot harder to you know to try and win so yeah, uh, it all went a little bit quiet, really, just until um, football index. Um, yeah. That sort of just re- reignited the, the the flame, and I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm growing a portfolio um, as, as much as I possibly can. <laughs> well, I think uh, I'm glad to hear that, and all the football index community is glad to hear that because I think it's such a great project, uh, project and project really, and it all it needs is that kind of like rush of users because i think when i joined in january 2016 they had a big marketing push and gained quite a few users and then they had another big marketing push in june 2016 july 2016 when the euros was around and they gained a lot of users during then and then there was a an even bigger one a bigger drive like kind of march april time 2017 i think and I think they're, you know, slowly growing, but they are still only two years old. Like, it's a really audacious concept and idea, and I think people just need to be kind of patient with it. So on that note, what what do you kind of, even though you're a new user and you probably don't know how, you know, primitive it was back in the day compared to it now, like we yeah. couldn't instant sell. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you had to wait till someone else bought your player uh lots of other features just weren't there it was uh yeah there was no performance buzz even like three month two three months ago so it's grown quite quite well considering what it is so what what do you kind of hope or think that they should do in the future to improve it um i mean for for me at the moment um you know, like I say, I'm I'm playing a little bit more of the of, of the long game, so it's it's something that I don't necessarily need to to dip into on a on a daily basis. Um, you know, just looking at, at some of the players that I've got now, like I say, the Coleman's, I'm I'm pretty much not expecting much to happen this year. Um, you know, the Ross Barkley, I'm expecting maybe another four to six weeks, um, and and that's good enough for me. But you know, I think for um, I think the you know the the buzz, although I don't fully understand it, and, and, and around you know the match days and the games and the performances, I think that's that's good for the people who want that that instant hit. You know mm. that the win lose 
you know, that rush of adrenaline. I think yeah. that's a, a really good um, feature of the site. Um, yeah, no. it's um, it's certainly increased that, the, the volume of trading that's happened. Like people uh, almost like, you know, activists like in play match betting sometimes with the performance buzz and you see some mad spikes and some mad dips. So, you know, and all I see with that is just more yeah. opportunities to, to get by, to buy players at the low end, really. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I oh, this is this shows you how how blind I was when I actually came <laughs> in, and um, I didn't actually realise that that players could get relegated from the squad, oh. um, and then thought, oh well, even if they got relegated from the squad, you could still hold them, and you know, one day, you know, they may come back up, and you know, your, your shares are reinstated, but. Mm. <laughs> Fortunately, I didn't get caught out on that. But the, but there was one or two players who who sort of caught me eye at the lower uh, end, um, and and could have ended up getting my fingers burnt with that one. Yeah, it's, um, um, so. yeah, it's uh, not. It's quite a sticky business down there. I remember. I'm trying to think when and before. This was before instant sale, right? So you can imagine how scared I was. I had a few Renato Sanchez when he was. Um, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, when he was still like 18, right? So this was a year or maybe even just a bit less before. And I, I think I realised that he was about to get relegated and it was only like, I don't know, like 20 quid's worth of shares. I wasn't very, you know, high risk or, you know, I didn't have much capital at that point. But um, I remember just putting him up for sale overnight and being like, please just be sold when I woke up. And I remember waking up and seeing that only six of my like 30 shares had been relegated so i was actually really happy with that outcome because i thought who on earth has actually just bought my players that are about to get relegated i don't know so if you if you are out there and you did buy those plays i'm, I'm really sorry about that uh, but uh, yeah, it was, wasn't great yeah but um i was gonna ask you about uh fantasy football actually a bit and um and that's one kind of market that i think football index can tap into i've had a few conversations with some of their staff about trying to kind of engage with that FPL community because I think some people on there who also like betting or have some kind of investment experience or some interest in trading would love Football Index really so do, do you think we'll see kind of a shift from not only from orthodox betting onto Football Index but kind of people who are playing fancy football avidly yeah. and there are some people with massive accounts on there who really love it yeah, I mean, um, you know, following on from the, the tweet that I sent out um, earlier this week, I did have one or two of the, the fantasy accounts sort of um, message me in response to that and say, you know, great, we've been involved um, for a month or two now. We haven't sort of made it public knowledge. We're just yeah. working away, um, you know, in mm. the shadows. And they're using a lot of, um, I'm presuming it's, it's, you know, around maybe the buzz stuff you know looking mm. um using the gleaning a lot of information that they're picking up which is which is relevant and pertinent to the to the fantasy platform you know team um, players maybe on hot streaks and i've uh, got good fixtures or a good history or good head-to-head -head records and and those sorts of things and we didn't actually go into a lot of detail but um you know they've been quite successful in that and they've been really happy um, with the way things have been going um, you know, like myself, they haven't been involved um, for very long. Um, but 
yeah, their their user experience and uh, has been excellent, and they, they were sort of really complimentary about the platform. Mm. And yeah, you know, people who like to to bet and people who like to gamble, you know, will gamble on anything ultimately. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they, they they doubled. You know, a few bookmakers at one point doubled in the market of, um, you know, betting on the fantasy football, which um, was. Uh, you know, work to varying degrees. Mm. Um, so yeah, I can see. You know, like I say, I, I can see this sort of growing as uh, and gaining a lot of traction within the within the fantasy market. I was I was very very surprised when I put that tweet out. That how much my timeline just actually lit up. Oh, man. It just Gee. went absolutely yeah. berserk. I was like, <laughs> whoa! What? I, I only just put the tweet out. I wasn't really expecting to have. Uh, you know these conversations and engagements with all these people and uh, yeah it was it was phenomenal i was i was surprised and quite taken aback it <laughs> again you know how many people um what you know actively involved and and obviously that established community that's already that, yeah that, yeah yeah the um, best way to market something is is through a community which i found <laughs> through my videos and i found through the podcast and uh my channel the best way i've been able to advertise and market it is or marking my brand is through Twitter, through the Twitter community who are really welcoming and uh, and I've been part of it for quite a long time now. But um, it was actually really funny thinking about it now because someone actually messaged me on my for Blindex Guide account just asking uh, for specific sources. They were like, and I asked them, oh, you know, what, what kind of sources are you looking for? Transfer news, injury news, starting 11s, etc. And he just said, oh, like mainly injury news, etc. And I just went, Oh um, yeah, you should definitely follow Ben Dinnery, and then I mentioned your Premier League Premier League injuries uh, website and the the physio room one as well, which I think is quite good. And he just went, "Oh, thanks, mate. That's that's great." And literally an hour later, she posted that tweet, and I was like, "That's that's really cool. That's uh, it was really <laughs> really funny to see." I think um, I'm trying to think of any other like really big accounts that follow me i think there's a rugby player I don't, i'm not really a big rugby man the guy called um ben jones bishop uh i, I don't he plays rugby league It'd be really funny if i could get him on the podcast as well um i think andy johnson former crystal palace striker might be on the index as well which which oh, is quite really? funny uh-huh. so uh uh-huh. might approach him at some point It'd be quite <laughs> funny to get him on. but um yeah no i think uh the the fancy market is something that they definitely have to look at trying to collaborate with somehow. I actually set up a football index fancy yeah, the, the, Premier League and tried to get the whole football index community involved. And I think we've got over like 130 people in it, so that's gone quite wow. well. But um, I mean, I, I was speaking to one of the the staff, and they were like, "Oh well, why why would we advertise this or retweet your tweet when um, when these people should be actually, you know." being on football index instead of fantasy football. And I was like, you don't quite understand, you know, they can do both. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh-huh. they, they can be on fantasy football and they can use, they're not a direct competitor. This is a completely different product. So I think there's something that they should definitely tap into. I don't know what you're, what you think uh, from that kind of perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally sure. agree. Totally agree. I mean, like you say, there's some, there's some big fantasy uh, accounts out there. Um, it was fantasy pundits actually who 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 put a tweet out with regards to um, their involvement with football index, and I think they're probably one of, if not the biggest, wow, fantasy wow. account out there. Um, 
well, number of followers in terms of six figures, wow. one hundred and fifteen to one hundred and twenty thousand last last I checked for them. So you allowed to you, you allowed know, to reveal who that is, or do they want to keep it quiet? <laughs> um, well, Leon's a guy who actually runs the the site and, and the owner of of, of pundits. Uh, um, oh, is it the FPL pundits page? Yes. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, I think I followed them. Yeah. Nah, that, is, yeah. that is quite so, cool. Um, and, and that was a public tweet. That wasn't a private message. Oh, wow. so oh, okay. I, was yeah. to really, I was allowed to reveal that information. I don't oh, okay. think I was uh, stepping on anybody's toes or that one. <laughs> I was actually, I actually had a question, actually. Have, have foot Fancy Premier League, have they ever tried to hire you? Um, well, um, I've had conversations with them in the past. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 ultimately it came to nothing. Yeah. Um, it's they they do a lot of work with the fantasy scout guys. Yeah, yeah, so they're they, quite good. Yeah, so they um, deal with a lot of their stuff and and you know within their agreed package of injuries um, comes under their remit. Um, mm. So I, I do a little bit of work um, across uh, in the states as well for NBC Sports. Okay, and the guy who I work with there. Um, had a meeting with the Premier League before the season started, and that was with regards to the new draft product. Okay, um, that yeah, was going to yeah. go live uh, initially. We thought just the US, but they ended up rolling that out worldwide. Yeah, um, and and we went down to London, uh, and I had a chat with him before the sort of meeting with the Premier League. But like I say, as it stands, um, there's no real sort of movement on that, um, and I I wouldn't really expect sort of with anything <laughs> for it. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. You know, I, a lot of my work, yes, it lends itself to the to to fantasy, um, gaming. But I'm doing a lot of stuff um, with with doctors, with clubs, mm-hmm. um, insurance. Uh, you know, all around the the statistical side of things. Um, so the fantasy market's just one facet, really, of of premier injuries. Yeah, I mean, I I'm I'm quite fascinated actually because I. I thought you were, as you were talking about, you know, your number crunching or your love for number crunching. I actually didn't really know you had like a physio medical background. So that's, you know, placed my confidence in you, in uh, in you and your stats and your tweets from 99% to 100%. So, uh, (laughs) because, uh, I mean, sometimes you can probably see the injury. You probably watch a lot of football yourself. If you can see the injuries and you can be like, well, Usually those kind of injuries, it takes them that long to get back. And also I've actually, I've actually seen this hands-on. So it's great to know that as well. But, uh, yeah. You know. um, yeah, I mean, I have the also, you know, the added advantage that I, I hold a lot of historical data mm-hmm. so when it comes yeah. to particular players. You know, we, we've got a, a little bit of insight into to how long it's took that particular player to, to recover from a certain injury. Um, and, you, you know, we can also look at um, players of a, um, you know, of a similar ilk, you know, defenders and, and, and age and mm. types of injuries, just to give you a sort of um, a broad outline of, of what we can expect and when we can expect maybe players to, to return to action or return to training or, um, you know, so on and so forth. So it's it's good in that way. Like I say, it, it's a... It's a science, but it's not an exact science. Yeah, you know, yeah. A, a player can suffer a hamstring injury and be out for seven days. It may take somebody else who suffers a similar type of injury, you know, up to a month. Um, yeah. It can vary sort of quite uh, greatly. So um, that's 
that's what holds the interest for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Ben, it's been a pleasure to have you on. And no, I yeah, honestly, good, honestly reckon we could go on for hours here. I'm quite enjoying myself. <laughs> but um have to wrap it up at some point because I think uh, there's only I think a lot of people listen to this on their commute and I don't think there's any commutes there that long. So um thanks everyone for listening and thank you to Ben. Uh if you guys did enjoy that, please do subscribe to the podcast and you know, leave a review, that would be really helpful. And if you're looking for some football index related content in terms of you know techniques trading techniques then do check out my channel and subscribe to that and of course if you are looking for the top top man in terms of injuries you should follow ben dunnery you'll see him on the screen if you are listening via the podcast what's your twitter handle ben um at ben dunnery and the premier injuries one is um at um on the spot here at premier injuries <laughs> yeah. oh you're lucky to get that one to be fair well well done uh yeah, yeah. yeah thanks everyone for listening